0: Save the drama for your mama. Am I right? <laughs> Today in episode 108, I'm going to talk about on the jamiesable.com podcast about the idea of flourishing and to simply ask you, are you flourishing or are you settling for less? But before I do so, I want to play this clip from Indiana Jones 3, uh, Quest of the Holy Grail, Not my favorite Indiana Jones, by far. The worst, besides Crystal Skull. (laughs) Uh, But I want to play this clip in which Indiana Jones comes and discovers the knight who is guarding the Holy Grail. And he's forced to make a decision about which cup is the cup of Christ um, from the Last Supper. Um, And during the process, uh, somebody else comes into the scene and decides he's going to have a sip from the cup But he has to make an important decision, and one that may ultimately cost him his life. Which one is it? You must choose. But choose wisely, for as the true grail will bring you life, the false grail will take it from you. Certainly as the cup of the King of Kings. That was certainly an intense scene. I hope I didn't freak you guys out with the loud screaming. But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to capture that scene on audio. Uh, It's much more visually uh, of a story told. But I thought it was still a good backdrop for today because I think, you know, there's this idea out there of human flourishing and wanting to do well in life. And it's something that I think it's something we're all concerned about. It's probably why some of you even listen to podcasts like this because you're concerned about your life, you're concerned about doing well. You you want to flourish, you want to tap into your unlimited potential and live the good life. And you know, I, I think there is very much a sense in which, you know, that's very much in keeping with what God wants for us as well. God created this world and all of its abundance and set mankind in a garden, uh, so that they could be fruitful and multiply. And there's definitely this idea, this theme throughout scripture that, uh, you know, God is ultimately concerned with human flourishing and human um, humans being what God ultimately created them to be. Of course, it's also 100% the story of the redemptive story of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and atonement for our sins and, and all that stuff. But part of that theme is ultimately centered around the idea of, of human flourishing, and I don't mean human flourishing in the sense that God wants us all living in a mansion with a mil- million dollars um, in our bank accounts and that we're just living in prosperity and you know having uh, you know some sort of Joel Osteen style lifestyle. Now I I, I don't mean any of that, um, but there is a sense in which. God ultimately has a greater purpose for all of our lives, um, and there is a life, a good life, that God would have us all to ultimately follow. Now, of course, as a Christian, following Jesus can be difficult. Uh, involves picking up your cross and denying yourself, um, and all that sort of fun stuff and things I've talked about on prior podcasts. However, still at the heart of all this message, there's this very real sense that God is interested in us doing well. He loves us. He cares for us. He looks out after us. If his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is on us. Um, And God wants us to live a life that is filled ultimately with his purposes being manifest in our life. Um, But I think along the way, we kind of get a little sidetracked. We get a little distracted. We get a little, you know, caught up in some drama. We, we 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 realize we have to choose the right cup in life. we have to choose the right grail to drink from and that in drinking from that cup and drinking from those waters um that we can have true and abundant life. But if we choose poorly, we know that we're gonna end up far below where God ultimately wants us for our lives. And you know, I was, I was thinking about this topic of human flourishing because you know. There's some drama going on in the world. There's been drama in my life over the years. I've made some poor decisions, many, many, many poor decisions in my life. Uh, And I'm guessing if you're like me, well, you probably have too. I don't think any of us is batting a thousand at the end of the day when it comes to the human flourishing department. Um, and there are still choices in my life that I've made over the years that have been bad, and I'm not going to pretend that I have it all, all my ducks in a row, and that everything's peachy keen now, and that everything I do is always the right decision, and 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 all that sort of stuff. Because the truth is that sometimes uh, the decision between flourishing and not um, living a life of abundance and and the abundant life that Jesus Christ came us to provide us, um, that that we often settle for lesser things and sometimes those lesser things appear good and they appear good because you know there's just this you know kind of little perversion in our heart that causes us to see the drama the the, the crap that we ultimately settle for <laughs> at the end of the day in our lives as being the good thing and we think we're choosing something good and we don't necessarily mean to choose the bad thing. Because I don't think too many of us willfully choose to self-destruct we always choose a way that seems right to us, according to the scripture. Um, but you know, sometimes that choice ends in death, just as it did for the guy in Indiana Jones three and Holy Grail. He chose the wrong cup. Uh, he chose the cup that appealed to him the most, the one he thought the King of Kings would surely drink from, and it was this this gaudy, gold-plated, you know, diamond-encrusted cup. Um, a a cup that looked good to drink from. And he thought, surely, Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, this is the cup that Jesus would choose if he were going to be having his last supper. Uh, And he chose the wrong cup, and it ended up destroying him, quite literally, uh, right before everybody's eyes. There's this great quote from C.S. Lewis I'd like to read from the book, The Way to Glory. Lewis wrote, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition with, when infinite joy is offered to us, and like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. I think that's an awesome quote. Always good to quote the great C.S. Lewis. You know you're listening to a Christian-based podcast when somebody works in a C.S. Lewis quote, right? (laughs) Um, But I, I like that idea. We are far too easily pleased. Let me ask you, my friend, what are you far too easily pleased with in your life? What are you settling for that is, you know, in the grand scheme of things that you know in your gut is far less than what God would have for you. You know, I I look at this world as being a world of beauty that God created for us to enjoy. And that God wants us to have the beautiful and wonderful things, things that are ultimately found in Him. Um, But He wants us to have the beautiful things. He wants us to have the good things in life. Uh, You know, the Bible says, Taste and see that the Lord... Is good, And we should be able to indeed taste and see and follow after Christ and see that the way of Christ is the beautiful way. Um, and it is the way that God ultimately designed for all of humanity to flourish. God ultimately designed all of humanity to flourish um, through Christ. Um, but he also wanted us to make wise decisions. He wants us to, to live in the fullness of what Christ has to offer us. But like Lewis says, we're often like small children in the slums who settle for mud pies. (laughs) You know, we we, we sit there and find that our desires aren't too strong, but they're too weak. We desire, because of these little perversions that get in our heart, the lesser thing, the thing that is an imitation of what God ultimately has for us. And the fullness of what God has for us. Like for example, God designed sex to be uh, in the context of marriage. That's my belief as a, you know evangelical Christian. Take that for what it's worth uh, to you. Um, but God ultimately designed uh, human sexuality for the fullness of the expression of a covenant of marriage between man and his wife. But how often do we settle for less? How often do we settle for one-night stands or pornography or switching it up with the fellas or switching it up with the girls, depending on your preferences? You know, um, you know. how often do we just hop from lover to lover? How often do we engage in toxic relationships with people that, you know, we know stand to add little value to our lives and, and are ultimately people that are just going to drag us down? How often do we make bad career decisions in which we know it's just going to plunge us into being workaholics all that so we can chase the almighty dollar and to get that next notch on our resume uh, so that we can have that great title so we can be some sort of mid-level VP manager executive type person all while sacrificing you know the good life that God has provided at home um, for uh, with our family and our children. And that's not to say you can't have a good career and that you can't be ambitious in that regard and that you can't be, you know, a titan of industry. There's certainly a balance to be struck in that regard. But what I'm getting at is how often do we just allow our time to be wasted on lesser things? Things that at the end of the day, when we die, we're not going to be proud of having pursued. Um, Things that we realize have been nothing but sand running through. Our fingertips. I think we are, like C.S. Lewis, far too easily pleased. Think about McDonald's. You know, Jim McGaffin and his G- comedy genius, you know, talks about how we all have McDonald's. Like, you may not go to McDonald's and eat their nasty cheeseburgers, but you'd read the U.S. Weekly, right? <laughs> or you binge incessantly on Netflix, right? You know, don't get me wrong, I enjoy a good Netflix binge as much as the next person in a good. You know it's it's nice to have distractions like Netflix and TV and, and things like that from which we can help unwind and relax and uh, after working hard and just you know, we all need moments of idleness in which we just you know are entertaining ourselves. But I wonder how much of those things we do in this life to where that entertainment becomes an overriding factor in our life, to where it becomes the, the, our, the, our pursuit of pleasure and idleness. And Mary meant, you know, ultimately becomes a distraction from the greater things that God would have us to do in our life. To be able to, you know, give back to our community. To be able to spend more time with our family and friends. To to better ourselves with exercise and making right choices. You know, um, how how often do we settle for those lesser things? For superficial relationships. For superficial friendships. For superficial romantic relationships. When God would have us something better, we are far too easily pleased. And we often settle for the lesser thing. In 1 Samuel chapter 8 uh, in in the Bible, uh, there's this story about the the federated states of the nation of Israel. If you're not familiar with it, uh, the nation of Israel was composed of 12 tribes, tribal federations and families, that kind of, you know, not too unlike the uh, um, early American colonies in which it was like kind of like these 13 federated states that kind of joined uh, forces uh, to form a larger government. But uh, they got to the point in their career uh, as a nation, or their history as a nation, I should say, um, where they started looking at all the ways that all the other nations around them were governed, And the stability and way of life that those nations had. And they had no king. They had no super large federal system in place um, to govern the affairs of the tribes. The only thing they had was the common bond of their religion. Um, But they didn't have any sort of like common state status. It was like all of them just ultimately agreeing to do together things together like you would if you got together with your siblings. uh, And decided what you're going to do this week. But they got to the point where they approached the prophet Samuel and said, Hey, Samuel, we've been noticing all these other nations. We want to be like them. Samuel, give us a king. Samuel, we need uh, somebody who will judge us, who will establish justice in our midst, who will go out and fight all of our battles for us. And Samuel was grieved over that because since the exodus from Egypt in which the Jews with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm were delivered by God um, from Pharaoh and walked through the Red Sea and walked through the wilderness and settled into the Promised Land. Over those hundreds of years that they had been doing that, they had yet to have a king. Um, They were just doing it as a loose federation of of tribes and states. But Samuel listened to the people and it grieved him because he knew this was going to mean ultimate problems for the nation. He saw that their distraction um, was starting to take hold of their hearts. And God ultimately said that, you know, the nation has not just chosen to go after a king, but they have rejected me from being king over them. But, as in keeping with the nature of God, God will not force himself upon us, and God will give us over to the very desires. Of our hearts. So if you desire those lesser things, when 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 you could have God as king over the nation, as Israel had up to that time, God will go ahead and say, Okay, you want a king? You don't have to have me as king. I'll give you a king. God will give you over to the fullness of your desires, the fullness of your heart, the fullness of our ways. He will let us drink from that cup. And he will let us drink from it in full. So what are the the lesser desires in your heart? What are you doing that's ultimately settling for less? Because that's ultimately what the nation of Israel ultimately chose to do when it came to reorganizing their government. They ultimately rejected God as king over them. They had the God of all the universe to be king over them. And they said, no, we want a real king. We want somebody besides Jehovah. (laughs) And God gave it to them. So what's God given you? What's the lesser thing that you are settling for? What is that weak desire that you have? What is that, that drink and sex and ambition that you're settling for? When God offers us infinite joy and beauty, And there is a beautiful life that I believe God does offer all of us. He offers us through Christ, of course. But he also lets us make decisions in our lives that, you know, ultimately help to create a life that's conducive to that of flourishing. But we often, so often, settle for the lesser things. We settle for unhealthy foods, cheap entertainment, And toxic and destructive relationships. We see ourselves, I think, in many ways as often deserving of these lesser things. We don't think that God has given us something more beautiful and that we're worthy of those beautiful things. And don't get me wrong, in some sense, you know, we're if I, I need to appease my Calvinist art, uh, audience out there. You know, there is no good, there is no not one that's good. We all turn astray, we're all led like sheep astray. You know, our hearts are corrupt and all that fun stuff. I get that, you know. But I think, even in that Calvinistic sense of total depravity and, and all that comes with that, there's still a very real sense in which, you know, God created us to flourish. He created us to enjoy the beautiful life. And we deserve that beautiful life. Not because of anything in ourselves. There is no nothing good in of ourselves, of course. Um, but we deserve it be only in the sense that that's how God designed us to be as humans. As individuals created in the image and likeness and goodness of God. As individuals created to mirror the life of Christ. I think there is a very sense in which that we can claim those things not as some sort of entitlement, but simply as our rights as sons and daughters of God, as as individuals who are fulfilling the purpose that God created them for, so that we can live in that shalom that God has created for all of creation. That beauty, that peace, that joy, the abundant life that God created for all the world, And his original intent for humanity. And it's an intent that I believe that still God wants us to participate in now. But so often, we don't. We settle for the lesser things. We settle for the mud pie instead of a vacation at sea. (laughs) I want to close this podcast out today with this quote from the, the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20, in which Moses says, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and statues and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are about to possess But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but you are drawn away to worship other gods and to serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you the way of life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them. See, God is setting before us the ability to choose the decision to flourish or to settle for the lesser thing. And surely if you want to settle for the lesser thing, if you want to settle for that toxic, destructive stuff, those those things that rob us of the ability to flourish in life. God will let you have it. And then the drama that you, you know, should be saving for your mama is something that's going to permeate your life. Your life is going to be filled with t- toxic things that you're constantly running from and battling. But you don't have to choose that life. You don't have to choose the destructive path. You need to watch after your heart and say, and ask yourselves, what am I seeking after life in life? Am I seeking God's best for my life? Am I seeking human flourishing in my life? Am I seeking the beautiful life, a life marked by love and joy and peace? Or am I settling for the things that ultimately weigh my heart down, things that keep me up in the middle of the night, and things that I am perpetually worried about? about. See that I have set before you today, life and prosperity, death and adversity. Choose life that you may live and choose well. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, com. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Episode 108, Are You Flourishing or Settling or less. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please reach out to me, Jimmy at Jimmy'sTable.com, or you can go to jimmystable.com and find my links to Twitter and Facebook uh, which you can reach out to me that way. Um, and you know, I would encourage you, share this podcast with a friend, with family, with somebody who you just feel is like, you know, seeming to always make choices that cause them to live below the full potential that God has for their life. A life that can be marked with love and joy and peace simply in following him. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. If you haven't subscribed already, go to Jimmy'sTable.com slash subscribe, and you can find all the different ways that you can choose to subscribe, either through Apple, uh, Podcast, um, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, or just good old-fashioned email. Everybody, thank you for listening. Take care, and God bless. And choose life, and choose to flourish. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.